Greaseman Show on 98.5 KOME. Well, it looks like things are working out pretty sweet for uh, Donald Trump and Marla Maples. Been reading about that a little bit. Yeah, he, uh, he was down there for the birth. And he vowed that he'd stay for a week after the birth. But duty called. He had to uh, blast off big business on Monday in Manhattan. Yeah, so Marla knows how important it is for him to get his casino deals off the ground, but motherhood is motherhood. She'd rather be with him and Tiffany. And uh, I've read this thing here that uh, on the same, uh, as a matter of fact, same day in the paper, that uh, that uh, you can be a good father. You don't have to be there every second. Uh, if you participate in the child-rearing process, then uh, you can be a good dad. you got to get involved. Uh, uh, although I don't know if Donald, uh, you know, when jetting away, like just showing up for the weekend, if that's really getting involved. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to think. Who knows? They seem like they're happy. I hope they are. Uh, you just want a new baby in the house. It's got to be chaotic, screaming, yelling. <laughs> and then Marla's out of service, so maybe you can get a snarling if he's lucky. But there ain't going to be no hobble or bottom knocking. Or... So, you know, it's a tension-filled atmosphere. And uh, Florida's nice. It is a little humid, however. And uh, so Donald's back in New York in the cool air, taking care of business, doing duties. And then he'll jet down there every now and then, take care of the little whippersnapper. So, I guess it'll work out. Uh, Lord knows, uh, look how normal I turned out. You've heard about some of my upbringing chaotic circumstances. Uh, I mean, look how normal I turned out, considering I am the son of Oscar Grishmanella. He feels so nice. <laughs> Tapping a new slice. Gap tooth grin. Boy, he's sure plugged in. Ain't no hag. Daddy's got a brand new bag. Get back, mother. He's looking for some oven. Look at him bang. Gotta have that tang. Check that stash. Daddy's got a brand new gag. He used to wail. Now he's impaled. The bouncing flab. Look at him stab. He's doing Becky. He's doing Velma. Jump back, gals. Sooner or later, he's gonna nail you. Talking blisters. Daddy's torn to shreds. Wide eye roll back. See that lol in the head. With a bang. Daddy's nailed a brand new thing. Show. 
KOME, turn it up only if you dare. It's new Joe Satriani on the Greaseman Show.
Newsman Show on 98.5 KOME, San Jose, San Francisco. Yeah, and I'm getting closer to it, huh? God, am I getting closer. Oh, yes, that phone, that phone, that phone drive, that gift from God. I swear by there ain't no need to ask why. Just praise the name of the Lord. It's a family recipe that is genuine, passed down for generations. Always keep a fifth of gorns in your ice bin. Take a frozen mixing glass and throw an olive in. Fill it up to the brim with a dry gin. Raise it up to your chin with a big grin and praise the name of the Lord. That phone, that phone, that phone dry, that gift from God. I swear by there ain't no need to ask why. Just praise the name of the Closer to that bone uh, Hi, it's Grace What a little lot Hi. Hi. Grace, man, I want to talk to you about um, for getting made fun of in school and beat up. Oh, no. Where are you calling from? Um, New Jersey. What's your first name? Robert. Robert. Uh, who's beating you up at school, buddy? Uh, a lot of kids. Well, have you, have you talked? Eighth graders. Yeah, and uh, what grade are you in? Seven. Well, have you talked to your parents? They, they you know, you have yeah. a right. And what do they say? Well, they, my father came into the school to, this morning and yesterday. Yeah. And um, we caught one of the kids. Yeah. But still, I'm having trouble. They're making fun of me for no reason. Hideous. Um, oh. I think I think you ought to go to private school. Hell with those little maggots. Yeah. But the, one of the other things is, because of all this, nope, I'm not liked by anyone. I know, it's tough. Well, it's either that or learn how to use your dukes. Bop, 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 bop. I tell you what, you're liked by me, Robert. I'll be your buddy. What do you think? Yeah, that's nice. All right, you and I can hang out. I'll take you to school. Uh, anybody that messes with my little bitty buddy Robert here is in for deep trouble. Uh, you can figure this out, Robert. You will in time. Talk to your dad. Talk to your mom. Maybe uh, a lot of nudniks. Part of growing up. It's the reason I drink today, meeting all these idiots. But I tell you what, I want you to keep smiling, Robert. Let me play some happy music. Crank the radio up loud. Get your mom and dad. Throw your hands in the air. And I say, let's sing. Come on now. La, 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 la. La, 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 you can use on a playground, maybe light it up with these bullies. How come amoebas are lousy mathematicians? Because they divide to multiply. Huh? And again, they may hit you with a pie on that one. Well, and look on the bright side, Robert. At least you're not homeless. Hell, you know, I volunteer my skills as a dentist every now and then for the homeless people. And I was uh, filling a cavity on this one guy. I said, what's it going to be? Silver? Gold? He said, why don't you just fill it with meat and cheese? You know how long it's been since I've had a good meal? Ah! We 
had one little geezer show up at the city clinic, bit by a raccoon. And I had to tell the guy, I said, I'm sorry, we're out of the anti-venom. Uh, we don't have that raccoon, but it might have rabies. So if I were you, old-timer, I'd make believe it did have rabies, and I'd start writing out my last will and testament. Here's a pencil and paper. Well, that old geezer started writing frantically. I checked on him ten minutes later, he's still writing. He was on the third page. I said, Pop, what the hell could you got this? I mean, that's a hell of a long last will and testament. He said, it ain't a will. It's a list of the people I'm going to bite. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. Yeah, 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 yeah. So keep it right here. 98.5 KOME. Yeah. 
day my tears shall taste and take into its dark embrace this love in my beating heart assured by every sun that burns the dust to which this flesh shall turn Love it, life. You got a big weekend lined up? What's your deal? Huh? Gargantuan one? Thank God me and my funny little honey. We're going to spend it in love. And I say love, L-U-V. I mean love. The whole God. Long gone are the thoughts of Estelle. Me and my baby. Yeah, it got to the end where in the weekends would come. Estelle would go her way. I would go my way. It was... You know, I just do whatever I did. She did whatever she did. We just see each other during the week. That was the deterioration of the relationship. Got so I needed even to get out of the house during the week, and she'd give me hell for it. Oh, God, she'd give me hell. I remember one time I came home half licked up. About 3 o'clock in the morning. And all the way I'm driving home, I'm thinking, I gotta figure out a reason why I'm coming in at 3 o'clock in the morning. And there was like a gift from God. Poof. Whole story evolved about how I was going to stop at home and I got an emergency call from work. Somebody at the plant had a heart attack. I had to accompany him to the hospital. Then we couldn't find the next of kin. And I had to drive him all around town looking for the next of kin to give permission for the heart transplant operation that would save his life. I felt pretty good. You don't know that tippy toed in, but hell, I just opened the door, walked into the house, walked up to the bedroom, and there's Estelle with another man. There she is, just flat tearing it up. And I stood there at the bedroom door, and I couldn't believe it. I just looked at I said, how do you like that? Wouldn't you know it'd be on a night when I got a good excuse for being late? Look, he's still got those sofa scars on his cheeks. Ah! You know, from the psychiatrist office. The Grease Man. Gotta take a quick pause, then I will be back with more action and excitement, so please linger longer for more of The Grease Man Show. 98.5 KOME. 
Hey, everybody, this is Stephen Page. Let me invite you to join me tomorrow as we kick into the weekend with a Friday. I've got it all planned out. This is what's going to happen. Howard's done talking. I'm rocking with a 60-minute rock marathon and plenty of 10 in a rows, the greatest rock and roll, and, of course, the new stuff as well. I'll be playing more of the new Rush, the Tom Petty, and the Phil Collins. A chance for you to experience the oral excitement once again at 11 o'clock. I open up the KOME box office, and tomorrow I'm giving you my last pair of tickets to see Rod Stewart. Somebody will enjoy the show in Oakland, and of course, these tickets are only available from me at 11 at the box office. Now at 12 o'clock, the world thinks I'll request Rock Cafe. More blocks of rock, this time from Fleetwood Mac, Led Zeppelin, and some serious tunage from the irresponsible Cafe Jukebox. And Stern fans, listen up. Tomorrow I'm going to give you another chance to touch Howard's private parts. You can hold it right in your hand, the book, number one bestseller, New York Times bestselling book list. And if you want a chance at winning the book, you'll listen to Stern Trivia when we play it tomorrow at 12 o'clock in the cafe. All that and me, Stephen Page, right here at 98.5 Rock Radio, K-O-M-E. The hottest adult entertainment place in the entire Bay Area is San Jose Live. Seven nights a week, nonstop action with football on the big screen Sunday and Monday. Live blues bands right after the game on Monday. This week featuring Chris Cobb. Pool tournaments on Tuesday. Wednesdays, it's hump day fun with stupid human tricks for cash. Plus, human bowling. Thursday nights, look out. It's college night with dollar drafts till midnight and great live bands. This week featuring Marshall Coleman. Fridays, the fun continues with Joe Boxer. That's where you guys model a pair of sexy boxer shorts for fun and prizes. Saturday, it's the Bay Area's best ladies' night, where ladies get in free till 10 o'clock. But don't forget the male review. It's sexy dudes for your review, and it's free for ladies only. Music and fun, San Jose Live, 150 South 1st Street, check it out. The Old School Weekend gives you a chance to dance to your favorites of yesteryear, Thursdays through Saturdays, and puzzles inside San Jose Live. Ouch! My feet are killing me! Dog Carcione, maybe you need a pair of Red Wings concrete shoes. Concrete shoes? Do you want me to swim with the fishies? No, 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 Don Carcione. It's not like that. Red Wing shoes has what they call concrete shoes. Tell me more. These Red Wings are made for people that stand a lot on concrete, asphalt, and other hard surfaces. And that's supposed to help. I'd bet my life on it. Well, drive me to Red Wing shoes now. Else you'll be wearing my concrete shoes. And swim with the fishes. You got it. Red Wing concrete shoes. Designed for comfort and support for people that stand on hard surfaces. Look, when you jog, you wear running shoes. When you walk, you wear walking shoes, right? So if you stand on concrete, asphalt, or other hard surfaces for a long time, you should be comfortable with Red Wing concrete shoes. Visit a Red Wing shoe store today. Red Wing shoe stores in Campbell, Santa Clara, Sunnyvale, Morgan Hill, South San Jose, and Milpitas. Check the yellow pages for the Red Wing shoe store nearest you. This is the Grease Man on 98.5 KOME. The ACDC Power Block is coming up at 11 o'clock. All right, look at me. Okay, quick phone call. Why not? What the heck? Yeah, you made it. It's Grease. How's it going? Uh, it's going fine. Hey, Grease. Where are you calling from? California. Sweet. What city? I'm down in Oceanside. I like it, buddy. What can I do to make your time even better? Oh, I just wanted to make a little statement here uh, for all the servicemen that served in Vietnam. I'm, I'm a Marine. Yes. And I went to Saudi and went to Somalia. And uh, a nice parade we had when we got back from uh, Saudi and all was cool. But uh -huh. I don't like the way the nation turned their backs on uh, y'all. And uh, I just want to say thanks. Well, that's all right, son. Pleasure was all mine. I'm sure. Pleasure was all mine. So you didn't get to bring anything back from Kuwait? You never got any number one boom boom in Kuwait? Uh, 
You never knew what it was like to dance with a geisha geisha girl with a couple of glasses of whiskey and a 45 in your hand, taking a shot of liquor and shooting the light posts out in the bar while a guy ran around you in circles going, I have a bag and I had the You'd say, shut up and the next one's for you as you rolled out into the street and got a snarling in the taxi cab on the way back to the base. You missed out on that part of military action, didn't you? Oh, man, that sounds worse. Oh, man. Uh, you never got to walk up. You know what a flamethrower will do to a hooch? See, you had your war. It was a dry one. Sand everywhere. Nothing to damn burn. Uh, where I went, buddy, it was wood everywhere. Lit the place up. I mean, you put a flamethrower on a hooch. You just watch her go. So I was like a... Like a Schwanson shake-and-bake meal for cannibals. Unbelievable. And then, and then fly into the chopper? Oh, God, you ain't flown in the chopper till you chased a man running down the road with a stick across his back holding two heavy buckets of water. Watching the tracer fire eat up the mud around him until it's all over. And ain't nothing left but the donkey cart. That sounds great. Oh, God. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I gotta show you my souvenirs that I brought back with me. My teeth necklace. My tobacco pouch. Oh God. Huh? Huh? You getting ten, hot? Hell yeah. You getting damn? Do your jeans fitting tight yet, son? When I tell you about a real military action. And the best part about all, you know what the best damn part is? Oh sure, they may have run us off. And yeah, we may be back here now, kind of technically the losers on that one. But I got to laugh every time I watch a newsreel and I see 15 kids that look like me lumbering around. Huh? Huh? There you go, Ho-Chi. That's a little souvenir for you. You have all these lumbering babies with avocado-sized students going, and you won't be able to figure it out, will you? Hell no. Hell no. You didn't get to snake anything when you was out there, did you? I got me a few. What, the camel's held still long enough? Ah, <laughs> huh? oh, I'm telling you what, it was a time. It was a time and a half. We all came of age. Quick. Someday I'm going to invite you over to the Grease Palace. We'll dim the lights. Get us some rice wine. Some fish head soup. And I'll tell you about the days when the name on my uniform said Grease Manelli. But everybody knew me as Sergeant Fury. Quang Tree, 1967. We were hopelessly pinned down. I was face down on the ground sucking real estate. Robinson sat up to launch a rocket. But it didn't cut them down at all. It just increased the tempo of their firing. One Ranger 2, one Ranger 2, requesting emergency dust stop. We got a hot LZ here. We will try to soften it as much. Land, would you see the green smoke? We are taking heavy casualties. Repeat, heavy casualties. I returned fire as best I could, but I knew we had to get the hell out of there. Sure enough, helicopter gunships came in low. And they opened up the wrath of hell. I watched as it went up before our very eyes. There were still pockets of resistance. I said, all right, move out! Everybody in the chopper, move, move, move! We ran for the chopper. Shapiro was carrying DiLorenzo. Perez had Prokopic over his shoulder. And Wasnuski pushed us all in there. I said, let's go, take it up, take it up, take it up! 
Don't you know we had heavy ground fire? Plexiglass was busted. I said, get us to altitude! Get us to altitude! Oh, wouldn't you know, the pilot radioed over his shoulder. I took a hit in the gas tank. Look at the fuel pressure. I watched. Oh, my God. The fuel pressure was dropping sharply. I said, how far can we go? He said, not very far. Oh, my God. I listened as the helicopter slowed in pace. I thought, oh, my God. Uh, 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 I remembered my high school uh, uh, chemistry. I thought, wait a minute. There's the composition. I opened the gas tank, and I leaned into it. The chopper ran pretty well, but it was a hungry bird. We'd only get a couple of miles on each 10 cc dosage before. Wasnuski, you are the on deck signal. Quick, the gas tank. <laughs> We will form one-man lines, one-man, one-man whales, one-man, one-man whales. We are getting back. And sure enough, frantically, we made our way over the mountains, across the Dangzi River, across the Chung Chai Yeah. All the while, frantically, we're going at it. <laughs> Every time that engine slowed down, there'd be another willing man. Whoops, I'm on. I think it's my turn again. <laughs> oh, damn. gun three rounds per man by the time we got there my neck was sore from popping my head up and down my lower lip was bleeding because my teeth were in there I had bursitis in my right elbow it's on the verge of a heart attack of course at that speed now we were barely keeping the blades going they thought the chopper went down they thought we were lost in action so when we show up an hour late, the lieutenant, who's a wise guy, comes walking out of his hooch and he says, Oh, I see you made it. Well, I'm glad you guys could come. I said, Lieutenant, you don't know the half of it. Quick, somebody call his shrink. The medication is wearing off. It's the one and only Grease Man Show. You got the Grease Man here and it's new Nirvana. Extra sweet. This is Heart Shape Box on 98.5 KOME.
Man Show on 98.5 KOME. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. I refuse to slow down. I am a man possessed. Yeah, buddy. Oh, sure, I feel the signs of ventricular fibrillation every now and then due to the intense nature of the cardiovascular stress that I'm putting on my red blood corp fuckles. But I still feel like a man. Look at the blower here. Still blazing. Uh, hi, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Lomarada, California. Yes, sir. I've got a question for you regarding the song that played last night on your show. Okay, sure. And it was called, uh, it had lines in it of Georgia Boy. Yeah, Georgia Boy. She might have been using that thing. Right. Now, my mom and I have a bet going on as to who did that. All right, who do you think did it? Well, we've come up with three people. It was either Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys. Yes. Tex Ritter. Yes. Or Spade Cooley. 
Well, actually, it was before all those guys were born. It's from a record that was recorded in the early 30s. Ooh. And uh, somebody sent it to me on a cassette saying, Grease, you might be able to use this in your program. And I listened to it. I thought, yes, I can use it because it's wacky. And uh, they wrote down the name, and I, never, I, I didn't save it. But it's some old group in the 30s that did it just to show that Americans were spicy in the history of music. Those guys were making those double on tones even back then. Well, I just like when... Ah. It's a pretty good tune, though, isn't it? Absolutely. I really enjoy your show out here in California. Hey, thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate it. Okay, we'll talk to you later. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, it's Grace. You made it through. Hi, Lily. Hi, Lily. Hi, low. Nino. Yes, sir. How you doing, pal? Fine. What's on your mind? Oh, boating. Boating? I love boating, man. I want to ask your opinion. My father and I uh, want to go in on a boat together. Yeah? And uh, we got the money for a larger sail, uh, sailboat or a smaller motorboat. Go smaller motorboat. Smaller motorboat. Yeah, let me tell you something. I'd rather have a sister in a cat house than a brother that owned a sailboat. More, more, uh, more Angus action with a with a. Well, you know, unless you're retired, a, a sailboat, you know, you can go up and down the coast. But you know, unless you're retired in a sailboat, if the only time you're going to be boating is on the weekend, you're going to see the same hundred yards of water. But when you got a power, when you got a power boat, you can put that thing down 30 falls and 40 miles an hour and go a different place every weekend. Right. Oh, all right, Chris. Uh, and plus, you can relax. I mean, what do you want to work out on the water? You drive the powerboat. You got one hand around a beer, one hand around your baby. You drive the steering wheel with one finger. You're having fun. I mean, you got the tunes cranked up. Yeah, man. You got some music playing. Yeah. I'm telling you what. And if you're a single guy, you got to have a powerboat. Think about this in the dating world. Boating is the ultimate when it comes to going out with girls and having your best score-success ratio. What other form of date can you take a girl out on and have her half-naked five minutes into the date? What I mean is you say, yeah, I'll meet you down at the boat yard. You don't have to pick her up even because I got to get the boat ready. I want to make sure everything is ready. I got it loaded with beer and food and everything, and I got to talk to the guy at the boat yard. So meet me at the marina. You see, so you can get legged up. You don't have to worry about it because you're going to sleep on the boat. With her or without her, you're sleeping on the boat. So she comes on board. Five minutes after she's there, I mean, you're already in your bathing suit. Boom, her top's off. Boom, her britches are off. She's in her bathing suit. Five minutes, you already got her down to her bra and panty. Her bathing suit's probably smaller than her bra and panty. Next thing, boosh, give her a beer. Let her drive, man. That'll turn her on the exhilaration. Cranking that throttle wide open. The boom. Big, throbbing, heavy machinery. You go screaming across the water. Very sensual. Very sensual. And there's nothing more romantic. Maybe you do a little cookout on a beach somewhere. Before you know it, you will be bottom knocking. Yeah. Oh, oh. And then when you get back to the marina, you know, you can say, hey, you're welcome to stay the night. Or, uh, you don't have your car. You, you don't have to worry about a damn thing. You're staying right there, buddy. My favorite thing was explaining the flags coming back in. As we both stood there in post-Ingus seepage, she looked up and said, what's that, what's that strange-shaped flag? I said, oh, that's the, uh, the boat club I belong to. That's their, uh, their burgee. That's their boat club flag. She said, well, what's, it, what's that other flag there? I said, that's a Coast Guard flag. Has my ID and registration number. She looked up. She, she said, is, is that my bikini top? Is that my bikini? I said, yeah, that is your bikini top flying up there. She said, what does that mean? I said, oh, it's, uh, it's for the dock master. It means I won the bet. 
Go ahead, hit pause on the wall and sack. We'll be right back. More of the Grease Man Show. Yeah, buddy, a quick break and then more action, please. Don't touch that dial. Stand by for more of the Grease Man Show. 98.5 KOME. Hi, this is Alan Parsons. This weekend, 98.5 KOME explores the progressive side of rock with a Stone Trek weekend. Listen to win my new compact disc, Try Anything Once, and qualify to win a 12-pack CD player and all 12 of the Alan Parsons Project Library. Plus, listen to win the new CD from Rush, Counterparts. Don't swallow your tongue. Or the new Yes, or Anderson, Rupert, Wakeman, and Howe live at Shoreline. All CD winners qualify to win a 12-pack CD player. It's all during the Stone Trek weekend as we salute Progressive Rock's best bands. Genesis, Kansas, Pink Floyd, Rush, Peter Gabriel, Yes, Robin Trower, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, Jethro Tull. The Stone Trek weekend exclusively on 98.5 KOME. I'm a senior in high school, but job training is waiting for me as a construction equipment operator. Three months till graduation, but job training is waiting for me as a Russian linguist. The U.S. Army has job training in over 300 challenging fields waiting for you in the delayed entry program after you graduate. Sign up now and you can take up to a year to enter the Army, which practically guarantees the training you want will be waiting for you. Call 1-800-USA-ARMY for details. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Putting an end to boring Bay Area radio. The Grease Man on 98.5 KOME. All right, luck be a lady tonight. Hi, it's Grease. Hi, Grease. Hi, what's on your mind? Well, um, I'm six months pregnant. You're six months pregnant? Yeah, and I was wondering if you could talk to my baby. Wow, where are you calling from? Bakersfield. And uh, how old are you? I'm 25. Oh, are you a married woman? Yes. Oh, okay. Sounded like you sounded like a little petunia for a second there. <laughs> I thought you was just a little munchkin. But no, you're all grown up, huh? Yeah. Is this the first baby? Yeah. Are you excited? Um, yeah, but I'm also nervous. Why are you nervous? I don't know, cause it's my first child, no. Oh, what are you gonna name the baby? Her name's gonna be Julian. Julian. How about Bertha? Bertha? Yeah. No. There's a million people named Julia nowadays. Well, you want to find something different. There's names that are forgotten that have been great names in American history, and nobody names kids that anymore. Uh, how about Edna? Okay. You like Edna? Yeah. All right, or another one of my favorites, Ida. Ida? Ida. I-D-A, Ida. Hmm. Or Edna, or Bertha. What about Hildegard? <laughs> All right, sweetheart, hold the phone over your belly. Okay. And let me run some quiet music here. So I can see how the little baby's doing. Hello, sweetheart. <coughs> what are you crying about? I don't want to be named Bertha. <coughs> oh, well, what's that? Bertha's a nice name. You name me one sweet-looking woman named Bertha. Come on. Come on! Well, I'm trying to think here. There was the uh, Bertha that used to make the cookies at the end of the church services. And was she under 200 pounds? Well, I don't think she was. She's a nice woman, though. Did she have a wart on her nose? Now, wait a minute. 
wait a minute. I'm sure there's lots of people named Bertha. There are under 200 pounds. I don't have warts on those. I, 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 I'm just trying to give some different names. Everybody's naming the kids the same thing. 20 years from now, you, you yell, will you? You'll uh, yell, Ryan, and 50 people will come running. I mean, I just want to give you a little difference. How about Edna? Edna's a poopy name. Edna's not a poopy name. Edna's a nice name. Not for me. Well, boy, you are a feisty little critter, aren't you? Yes, but I'm cute. Well, how about Ida? Ida. Ida. Ida, yeah, that's a nice name. make jokes, too. I could say, I'd have been here a lot sooner if Daddy decided he liked hobble better than gobble. The Beacon of Shrieking. The Grease, the Grease Man Show. Well, I'm getting closer to blessed relief. I'm talking about blessed relief, but... Yeah, I'm gonna linger every second I'm contracted for, buddy, because I'm on a mission. Hi, it's Grease from... Uh, Dunkin' Donuts in Edison. Dunkin' Donuts in Edison? Yeah. That's great. Well, what are you, well, you got your Bavarian creams or what? Yeah. Oh, man, it's nothing. Roll. I got my large Coke. Oh, man, sounds like you're ready. You're good to go. Yeah. Well, what can I do for you? Yeah, um, I want to ask you. Yeah, go ahead. Think of, uh... Legalization of marijuana. I say legalize it all. Obviously, you're there with a marijuana buzz buying a dozen donuts, right? You've got a marijuana feeding frenzy that you just got to put a lid on right now, don't you? Yeah. Oh, man, you did a couple of tokes in your place. You were watching TV, listening to me on the radio, and suddenly it hit you. Man, I'm starved. <laughs> so there you are, the Dunkin' Donut. How many donuts did you buy? Uh, I bought a dozen between the two of us. Who's, who's with you there? That's my friend Danny Faulkner. Has he buzzed out of his mind, too? Oh, God, man. All right, sweet. Let me just say on the, on the get-go, I, I have been thinking about it. Maybe this year, Halloween, I'll dress up like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, think about it, dude. Yeah, but then again, people will start talking. They'll start saying, I don't know, the grease, he does these stories. What would it be like if he and Clint developed a relationship and had an apartment together? Decided that they wanted to live as man and man, or man and punk. I don't know. I, I could never live that lifestyle. You know me too well. You know the. You know I love my funny little honey, and I. Uh, I guess if I got a knock on the head, though. Yeah, no, no, no. The path not taken. She wrote me a letter, real nice. Who's to say we couldn't have that apartment? Every day I could hop around smiling, singing, it had to be you. It had to be you. No other guy could make me so high. It had to be you. Oh, how I feel when you make me squeal. No, when you make love, need stars above. It's just not real. It just had to be you. Or a gobbledygoo. Oh, it's so nice when you cut a slice. It had to be you. It's Halloween. Let's recapture our youth. Cup your hands, I'll make you a baby Ruth. It had to be you. Had to be you. It had to be you. What a dad, dad, dad. Oh, boy. 
finally going to do something about this dingy apartment. Mr. Henry's going to show it. Oh, there he is now. Come on in. Hi, Mr. Henry. Um, I appreciate you coming over to decorate Clinton in my apartment. Uh, any uh, initial vibes you feel? Well, first of all, those curtains have got to go. Well, uh, certainly. Uh, you know, I'm not really attached to them. And Lord knows Clinton's cleaned off on them enough times. They're hideously smudged. Who's the dip, punk? Oh, Clinton. Uh, Clint, I'd like you to meet Mr. Henry. Mr. Henry. I said, who's the dip? Clinton, you're not going to refer to our guest. Mr. Henry's an interior decorator. And Mr. Henry, Mr. Henry, I'm sorry that Clinton is so, so ill-bred. I don't care. Well, I care. I think it's very rude. Very rude indeed. And Clinton, I'm tempted to give you a stern dressing down. You don't want to know what I'm tempted to give you, punk. Now, Clinton, not in front of Mr. Henry. Do you realize how butch you two look together? Mr. Henry, please keep out of this. I'm having a spat with my lover. All right, this wall here. I think this wall is way too busy. All these bowling trophies that Clint brought home from his police bowling league. God give me strength. Look at these police photos. Here he is with a body bag. I think I, uh, we can dress up the place a little bit. Some flowers or something like that. I like the place just the way it is, punk. Oh, come on, Clinton. Uh, some flowers, uh, uh, some nice pictures on the wall. Here, look at this. Look at this same couch we use every night. Look at this. Let me bend over and show you these stains on it, for God's sakes. Uh, don't you think we could spring for some new upholstery? My head was spinning and my knees were weak. Shut up, Mr. Henry. I could hardly stand on my own two feet. The Beacon of Shrieking. The Grease, the Grease Man Show. 98.5 KOME with a Stone Track Weekend. Let's really get in the mood. Here's a block of Pink Floyd on The Grease Man Show. All right, I got my share of the rocket. Now let me do my share of the jowl flapping. Hi, how you doing? Hello? Yes, ma'am. What's on your mind? Well, my husband called just a few minutes ago. He wanted to talk about cravings, and so... Cravings? Yeah, because I'm pregnant. I'm six months pregnant. And what are you craving, ma'am? Well, various things, from tacos to in, in spaghetti, anything. Yeah, well, you know, I guess your body kicks in, wants to make sure it's got the nourishment. But uh, a good rule of thumb is you don't want to get use, use your pregnancy to get too beefy. Like, how much weight have you put on in this six months? Only 14 pounds. All right, well, that's good. But don't you go putting on 30 pounds or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You watch yourself, because uh, you can... A lot of people... Uh, in essence, ruin their lives. They'll, they'll use that as a, as a time for gluttony, put on 30 pounds, and then they never really totally take it off. And then you've gone from a slip of a lash. I mean, people look at your, your, your wedding pictures, they wouldn't recognize you five years later. You don't want that to happen to you. No. Right? You want to you watch what you eat. I know you're going to get cravings, and you want your tacos and spaghetti and your quartz ice cream. But uh, ask yourself, is it really cravings, or is it a good excuse to say, well, I'm pregnant, so here goes the binge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Well, see, I don't really think about that, because my husband won't go out and get things for me when I'm craving stuff. Yes. Listen to him. Is this your first baby? No, this is my second. Really? Yeah, and I have a year-old daughter. And did you snap back after the first birth? Um, basically, yeah. Uh-oh, that basically tells me that we uh, we, we left about ten... But five pounds. Five pounds! I say, if you admit to five, we're talking twelve to fourteen. 
And this time, uh, another five and another five. And before you know it, there you are. I'm only having two, so I don't have to worry about the other five. Okay. All right, well, hold the phone over your tummy. Let's see what's cooking here. Okay. Maybe I can raise the little critter. Hello? Little Pepina? Hello? Little Pepina here. How you doing? Gestation is proceeding very nicely. Six months have gone by, so I have my little fingers and I have my little toes. I have my little pooper and I have my little nose. Good, good. Well, you'll be out in no time at all. If I can make it through the fat. You'll make it. Well, that's a terrible thing to say. Well, the way old thunder thighs is eaten, I might not be able to make it through. I'll have to get the doctor to Vaseline you up, but somehow I'll get Try to squeeze my way through. Now, come on, it's not getting that bad. I just talked to your mother. She said she's moderating her eating behavior. Don't believe it, Grace. Don't believe it. She is putting on too much weight. Last week when we went to SeaWorld, Shamu looked at her and got ten Hi there. Hey there. Ho there. I was calling with a little question for you, Grace. Okay. What's your question? Um, well, I've been married for four months. Yes. And my husband is very conservative in the bedroom. Oh, really? Yeah. Four months. How old are you? I'm 24. And how old's your husband? He's 24 also. And what kind of English would you like that your husband's being a little conservative about? Well, he just likes to do it, you know, plain old missionary. Right. And you prefer other options. Some fun, yeah. You like, like... Doggy? Yeah. Yeah, or, uh... Toys or whatever. Toys? Yeah, I mean, like, he works the toys? Well, anybody. Yeah? I mean, not just not... I mean, like, you know, handcuffs or whatever. Handcuffs or anything. Well, uh, that, that's all right, all that stuff. You know, if that's what you like, have you brought it up and said, uh, Honey, would you please handcuff me to the bed and whip me? Yeah, I bring it up, and he's, you know, he knows how I feel, and he says, Well, let me just be spontaneous about it. Well, well... And, well, wait a minute now. When you were dating the guy, didn't you know he was a little reluctant to get into more uh, calisthenic activity? Yeah, and when I would bring it up, he would say that he wanted to be spontaneous. Well, then you know the kind of guy you married. You knew that he wasn't into that stuff a whole lot, so... I mean, is, is he, uh, burying face? <laughs> is he what? Hey, going south with the mouth? No. No, huh? No. That's another problem there. He's just walking in the door right now. I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, no. Just make you just say, okay, Rose, I'll look forward to bringing that recipe next time I see you. I will be doing that in just about a second. Okay, yeah. Uh, that way, uh, it'll sound like you're on the line with Rose, right? Your right. friend, Right, your friend Rose. That's right. So, Hi, you, baby. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
You want me to talk to him about it, maybe? No. Yeah. No. All right, well, uh, I understand. I'll try to get your request on as soon as I possibly can. Okay. Okay? Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Thank you. You're all right. Uh, nice to talk to you. Appreciate the call. You are too kind, little lady. You are too kind. Uh, you know, there's so many things you can do, uh, like uh, between, you know, consenting adults, husband and wife. Uh, I say... You have a hobble party. Well, we're tearing it up and we all embrace all the opportunities to bury our face. You see us much cooter, you better not intrude. Just a couple of minutes, I'll be spitting you. Ah! Get it loud, come on. Ah! Put another tape in the VCR. We'll open up another case of Vaseline jars. Gonna get glazed with a slap and lap, and then before you know it, we're do that slapping. Come on, reach, reach out. Make it a clear, come on, a smear, come on, what about, Everybody I've ever seen loves to be draped in a zesty sheet. Hobbling, gobbling, out of sight. Show me a rear and I'll make it her tight. Come on. Gotta be bold, come on. Where's that mouth hole? Come on. I'll tell you a story all about the joys of the Portland glory. Hey, the flying gamahoots La Parisian. Gotta try it out, it's the living end. Ned's all alone and he wants to be kissed. In the corner and he's greasing his face. Come on, it's real loud. Hearing a smirk, come on. Look at the squirt, come on. Really can't stop. We'll be ankle deep in a sea of glass. Are you ready to take your pants off? Yes. Good. You got it. The cracks are back, hitting cement floors as we strained our bodies into womanhood. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> Never any curtains around when you need them. Would you please welcome the most out of sight man in show business? Wall to wall shrieking. You found the Grease Man show. All kinds of action still coming up. I'm going to do a Sergeant Fury uh, episode before too long. So if you can hang on, make sure you get a clean tape of the wall and sack because there's going to be a ton more of the Grease Man show. 98.5 KOME. Hi, folks. Smoking. Ready? Grab that phone. Be the fifth caller, and I'll turn you on to the Heartbreakers greatest hit CD and qualify you for a trip to see Tom in Florida. Hey, how you doing, Grease? Hey, I'm loving life, buddy. All right, man. Great to hear you. Uh, I just became an avid listener. Hey, that's great. It's fabulous, man. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a New York City firefighter. Oh, man. That's a tough job. Uh, yeah, and I agree with you. I come from, uh, I have a lot of friends that are cops and a lot of my family. And uh, we take a beating here in New York. Oh, man, it's tough. Let me tough. tell you, man, we put our lives on the line every day, just like the cops do. We both got a rough job. Yeah, man. You know, and uh, we're taking a beating here in New York. And uh, I just wanted to get to see what you thought about firemen. 
Well, I... Uh, What's the opinion of us? I, I'll be honest with you. I, uh, I just... I admire your dots. To be able to run into a burning building. Ah, uh, oh my God. Uh, knowing the thing may flame over at any time. Wondering if the ceiling's coming down. Pounding up the steps. Uh, looking around with your breathing apparatus. Uh, finding people cowering in closets. Uh, Man. Uh, glad, glad to see you here. Talk like that, Grease. A lot of, a lot of people think that we just hang out and uh, do nothing all day. Uh, oh, man. It's really glad to hear support out there, like people like you. And it drives uh, me nuts. The only bad thing was is that, you know, my father had a few of his friends that were killed in the line of duty as a police officer. Yeah. And I had lost a friend of mine in 1989 in the fire department. Uh, he was caught just like that. He went in to rescue a mother and two kids. And unfortunately, uh, they had been taken out of the rear without him knowing. And he got caught with his nose a flashover. And, you know, it's, I'm glad to see that there's somebody like you on the radio that sticks up for the uniformed people, Greg. Don't worry, I'll be there for you, yeah, buddy. I don't know if you were aware of it, but uh, we're taking a beating here in New York with this mayoral race. And that the administration that's in there now looks down their nose at us like we do do nothing. And anytime they want to hit the pocket, they go to the fire department and they, that's where they get their money from. And it's costing guys their lives. It's, uh, the, the injuries are getting more serious. And I don't know if you're familiar, but now we're getting under attack, too, along with the police department. Yeah, I heard about that. I'd like you to get the word out there so we can get some more public support. I can't believe people take shots at the firefighters. Now, what the hell kind of crazy person would do that? Uh, I don't know, Grease. It seems to be the society we're living in. Uh, we've got too many liberals here in the city. Unbelievable. Like... Um, well, I'll tell you what, next call you get, I'm going to ride on the apparatus only. I'll be holding an 870, and I'll be right. scanning the streets and the rooftops. 10-4, we could use a guy like you. You guys fight the fire, I'll be there guarding the truck. All right, man. All right, buddy. All right, Grease, be safe. I will, you too. I, uh, Lord knows I've spent my time on guard duty. And what it's like to be in a hostile environment. Looking around. Danger behind every tree. Sweat. Heat. Rain. I learned about keeping my eyes open. Back in the days when the name on my uniform said Grease Manelli. But everybody knew me as Sergeant Fury. Crying Tree, 1967. We were just coming back from a serious search and destroy mission. But we didn't just straggle in like some units did. I marched them back sharply. When we came back into camp, they knew we'd seen some action. I didn't care how we were wounded. I didn't care how ragtag we may have looked. We marched smart. As we march back into camp, I passed this chicken wire enclosure loaded with VC prisoners. I said, hey, Lieutenant, looks like you got a bonanza there, huh? He said, that's right, Fury. Look at all these captured VC. Problem is, I don't know what to do with them. Should I get a plane? Should I get a bus? I said, well, let me help you out. Yeah! Now it's simple, Lieutenant. Get a bulldozer. Come on, man. Move out! That's how the life was back there. You made quick decisions and you lived with them. The rain. I think I hated the rain more than the VC. It was nonstop. 
months and months. It would rain. Then a body drive you crazy. Get so muddy we couldn't use the jeeps. We'd be stuck in our tents. The men would amuse themselves however they chose. We are, we are I close my eyes to it. To this day, I know some guys from that time that can't get ten hut unless it's raining outside. But it seemed like Charlie had a sixth sense. We'd let our guards down. We'd be sitting in our camp. We'd be writing letters home to our girls. But suddenly... by the whole damn tent of friendship. We were hopelessly outnumbered. I said, retreat, retreat 100 yards. I covered the men while we backed up 100 yards. I said, all right, at my command, drop trowel and commence wailing away. Sure enough. All the men in my division. Hey, we're talking. We had 150, 200 guys. I said, all right, retreat another 100 yards. Sure enough, here came the VC. When they got to the spot, they started slipping and sliding. Well, squish, well, squish. As they were lying there on the ground, we just picked them off. Ooh, there's one. There's another one. Every time they tried to get up, it was like the Three Stooges. They'd stand up and fall back down again. And we just picked them off at our leisure. Sweet. Even the great Rommel couldn't have thought of a tactic like that. One of them finally got to his feet and dove into the bushes, and I missed him. Shapiro came up to me and said, Sarge, one got away. I said, that's all right. Let him get away. When he shows up to report to his commanding officer, the officer won't believe anything he says, as speckled as he was. You're rocking with the one and only Greaseman Show. 98.5 KOME. Oh, English. How's it going, Grease? Yeah, I'm having fun. How's it go with you? Oh, uh, well, I just got some some real, real bad news. What's that? My company wants to move me over to uh, Moscow. Moscow? Yeah. Oh, no. Why, why, why would they want to do that? Well, I'm in the oil refining business, and they feel that there's some oil to be refined over there. How do you like them apples? And they want me to give them a decision by Monday morning. Well, how much are they going to... Does it mean a big uh, increase in pay? Well, I'd be... Instead of driving a Honda, I'd be probably driving a Cadillac. And uh, are you married? Uh, no, I'm not married. Go, uh, go for it. Think I should do it, Chris? Yeah, man. You're single. This is the time you can salt away some serious cash. Oh, but I heard those those rusky women are rather rough. Well, that's all right. You find them young enough when they still got most of their teeth, they're all right. Oh, well, I don't know, Grease. Uh, the money's good, but I have to be over there for two years. Well, here's what you do when you go over there. Okay. You you do uh, bring extra blue jeans. Okay. Extra ladies' blue jeans. 
You bring stuff like, you know, extra Whitman samplers. You bring stuff that cartons and cartons of smokes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got You bring all that in there, and you'll have women like you don't know what to do with women there. I mean, you'll have more action and English. Best part of it is you don't speak Russian, so you can't understand any of the nagging. Right? You got it, Reese. Think about it. Make you some money. Go for it. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like I need to be doing something like that. Yeah, man, it's an adventure. And uh, it's not like they're sending you to West Virginia or something. I mean, Gita, they're not going to think twice about all that. I'm a West Virginia guy, a West Virginia boy. West Virginia is my pride and joy. Oh, West Virginia's good enough for me. And I say bad lip a bad lip a I'm a West Virginia guy with a twinkle in my eye. West Virginia's good enough for me. Bad lip a bad lip a West Virginia's good enough for me. Well, these West Virginia boys are out hunting. But you know, they get all turned around. They get lost. They're hungry. They're tired. They need some corn liquor and they miss their sheep. One of them says, what are you going to do, Jethro? We're lost down here in the woods. Jethro says, what well, I remember what they told us in the hunter safety course. If you get totally lost, fire a shot straight into the air and then people can track you down. So he goes ahead and does it. They wait a while. Somebody said, Jethro, I think you better fire another one. Sure enough, he does nothing. They're like, hello, hello. Fires another one into the air, still nothing. Now night's starting to fall. Jethro says, man. I sure hope they find a suit, because I'm getting cold, and it's getting dark, and I'm almost out of arrows. More of the Grease Man and more great rock and roll coming up on 98.5 KOME. This Saturday morning on the best of Blazy and Bob. All right, I'm going to call your spouse right now. As soon as she answers, you try to piss her off, okay? You have 30 seconds, but you can't tell her that you're on the radio. Okay, hold on. You there, Todd? Yeah, hello? Chris. What? This is Todd. Hey, listen. I'm going to um, go down with Gary to uh, San Jose Live and drink some beers and watch the football game, all right? Okay. Do you care if I go down there? No. We're probably going to stay at a hotel. What? We're going to stay at a hotel. Okay. Do you care? No. Do you get pissed when I tell you who we're going with? Who? What happens if I told you some girl? Oh, that's what you want. That's what I want. Does it matter to you or what? Time's well, up, what do you buddy. want me to say? I don't know. I was <laughs> telling me that you're pissed. It's the Blazy and Bob Show on 98.5 KOME. Complete family. Bay Area Radio. The Grease Man on 98.5 KOME. All right, who wants to play that Grease Man quiz? Uh, do we have someone with the lucidity? The lucidity? The gumption? Uh, it's got to be somebody off the blower now. Stand by one second. Stand by. Uh, hi there. Would you like to play the quiz? Yes, please. First name and what do you do? I'm uh, Jennifer. I'm a student. Jennifer, what are you, you wasting your dad's money on? <laughs> Science and math. Science and math. And then what are you going to do when you graduate? 
Um, Teach? Engineering. Engineering? Oh. Wow, neato torpedo. <laughs> you just never stop with the schooling, do you? So. Look, look at this, it's soap on a rope. Oh. Yeah, the perennial favorite, Jennifer, soap on a rope. It's easy, it's handy, it's no fuss, no muss cleanup. You just hang it around the shower head, it's there when you need it. Swab your pitch, it's no schwitz. You got soap on a rope from Spiegel, Chicago 60609. I'll use that. Yeah, but all you gotta do is, uh, all you gotta do is solve the quiz. Now, how can you tell the Haitian sailing team in the Olympics. You can figure this out, Jennifer. You keep up with the news. Come on, Jennifer. The Olympic sailing team, the, the Haitian team. Oh, they're the ones with 450 people on the boat. <laughs> no, she didn't know it. Did you hear her blow it? She was a wacky girl. No, she didn't even try it because she knew I wouldn't buy it. Yes, she was a wacky girl. I'm sorry, Jennifer. Oh, thank you, Greenspan. Well, at least you gave it a shot, right? Yeah, I had to. You're bold. Thanks for playing. Bye-bye. Bye. And uh, thanks for everybody here at the Grease Bad Quiz. This is the Grease Man Show. Now with twice as much rock and roll on 98.5 Rock Radio, KOME. You ready to follow me? Load up the Winchester and get the best running horse you got, because we're headed south of the border. Vamos, muchachos. Venga conmigo a la tierra de la muerte. Gonna land to the dead. You want to know the real reason I went down there the first time? I'll tell you. I'll spill my guts. It was after the divorce. Got him moping around. Still missing a stallion. The guy said, come on, Grace. What we need to, to get you? Nothing, nothing cures a broken heart better than a good snarling. Come on, we're going down to Tijuana. They got signs down there that flash out and off that say, women, women, women. They'll do anything you want. You pay the price of their yours. So reluctantly, I went along and... Sure enough, we found a tawdry place. Some guy leering out front said, you're gringo, you want any kind of ingies? Wobble-doogie, wobble-doogie, wobble-doogie. We got it all in here. And the guy said, come on, yeah, he needs him a, he needs him a good romp. So sure enough, they pushed me inside and the madam grabbed me. She said, okay, my little gringuito. You go into room three. A little Carmelita will show you a good time. But all the guys huddled around the doorway, they're peeking in. And I'm telling you, Carmelita was a little rough book, man. She had been rode hard and put up wet. Kind of embraced her a little bit. I finally walked out of the room. I said, here's the money. I can't go through with it. And I ran out into the street. The guys, the guys followed me. I said, I appreciate what you guys are doing, but I, I just couldn't zap that woman. And they said, why? Well, you couldn't do it because you were thinking about the 35 guys she had earlier today? I said, no. Because she hadn't had a bath in three weeks? I said, no. The boils on her butt? I said, no. I just couldn't stand the garlic on her breath. Now we'll pause. Wait a minute, wait a minute. While Grease reloads. It's the one and only Grease Man Show. 98.5 KOME. KOME. 
All right, what's going on in the world? Thumbing through the paper. Look at this. Michael Jackson's trying to reschedule the concert he was supposed to give tonight in Santiago, Chile. Jackson canceled the show, saying he pulled a muscle in his back. Yeah, the promoter says Jackson wanted to perform, but the doctor wouldn't let him. That's kind of wild. We haven't heard anything about Michael Jackson for a while. I was getting used to every night popping on the TV, covers of magazines. Uh, hey, is he a saint or a sinner? Nothing. Uh, no other, uh, no other uh, adolescents have come forward. Or backward, for that matter. <laughs> so what's his thing? Is he going to... Blow over? Is everybody waiting him, uh, waiting for the first time he sets foot on U.S. soil? Huh? The sound of them handcuffs. I don't know. We'll see. What else is going on? Oh, yeah, we still got that blockade going down in Haiti. Now, what in the blue blazes? Uh, why do we, we... Because we want them to restore their former... Who cares? Have we learned anything in Somalia? I got to thinking. I was hearing. The blockade went on today as the Coast Guard fired warning rounds across the hull of a steamer. And who cares what kind of government they got in there? After what we went through Somalia, you know, who are we intervening, sticking our noses? They want a dictatorship? Let them have it. Uh, we're going to have to start becoming a little more isolationist. Uh, here we got spending more millions of dollars for our boats going around Haiti. Uh, are you planning to go there anytime soon? That's on my list of places I never intend to visit. I don't think I'm ever going to Haiti. Uh, I think I'll probably... I know the Middle East is beautiful. Probably pass on that. Any place a bus driver can get a knife in the back. I don't know. Uh, probably won't go to South Africa anytime soon. Just doesn't look my kind of... Uh, nope. Uh, you know, I, 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 this list is ever-growing. South America probably won't go a whole lot of places down there. Looks a little volatile. Yeah, I think I'm just going to stay right here in the good old U.S. of A. Don't like going to countries where you get in a fist fight, you end up in jail for 20 years. You go to countries, you're automatically guilty because you're an American. You go to countries, you stand out like a sore thumb. No, nah, not me. I'm going to stay right here with my bottle of corn liquor. Hey, I'm going to stay right here with my guitar in my lap. Playing tunes and loving life, man. I can't sell my mama short on loving me. Maybe that's why she let me go so far. Mama tried to stop me short of stealing. But somehow I still had to steal that car. Well, she told me not to smoke it, but I did. And it took me far away. And I turned out to be the only hell my mama ever raised. Pulled into Atlanta, stolen tags and almost out of gas. I had to get some money. Lately, I'd learned how to get it fast. Those neon lights were calling me, and somehow I just had to get downtown. So I reached into the glove box. Another liquor store went down. And I said, precious memory, take me back to the good old days. Let me hear my mama saying, rock of ages, clap for thee. She tried to turn me on to Jesus, but I turned on to the devil's way. And I turned out to be the only hell my mama ever raised. We 
them handcuffs on me. Lord, how I fought to resist. But they just clamped them tighter till that metal bit into my wrist. They took my watch and my billfold, my fingerprints and the profile of my face. And then they locked away the only hell my mama ever raised. And I said, precious memory, take me back to the good old days. Let me hear my mama sing. Rock of ages cleft for me. She tried to turn me on to Jesus, but I turned on to the devil's way. And I turned out to be the only hell my mama ever raised. She tried to turn me on to Jesus, but I turned on to the devil's way. And I turned out to be the only hell my mama ever raised. Look, your speakers are seeping. It must be the Grease Man Show. It's a Stone Trek weekend on 98.5 KOME. You got the Grease Man here, and I'm going to take you to the outer limits of rock with one from Robin Trower and one from King Crimson on the Grease Man Show. Putting an end to boring Bay Area radio, the Grease Man on 98.5 KOME. As I get closer to the sweet taste of oblivion. Well, it's martini time again. I'm gonna leave you. I can hear the phone dry calling out my name. And my liver isn't working like it used to. I still gulp it down to ease all of my pain. Nothing like it, man. A bone dry. Hear me calling for that bone dry. Oh, God, is it dangerous. Yeah, but I still have work to do. Little shrieking. Come on, how about a little story? You ready for a little story? Come on. Get up on my lap. I'll tell you a story just like my daddy used to tell me when I was just a bald-faced boy. Yeah, come on. Helps you. Shake the cares of the world. Snuggle close now. Once upon a time, there was this guy who had a parrot. Really loved his parrot. Talked to it. Flew around. Well, one day, the cleaning lady left the window open in the kitchen. When you know, the parrot took off like a shot. So the guy went to the pet store because he spent an hour in his yard calling him and nothing. The parrot was gone. I went to the pet store and said, is there anything I can do, any attractant you can sell me or something so I can get my parrot back? Because uh, I really miss him. And the guy said, all right, well, for $50, I'll, I'll sell you this special whistle. It's a real high pitch. When you blow on this whistle, the only things that can hear it are parrots, buzzards, and snakes. And the guy said, all right, yeah, here's the 50 bucks, man. Anything to get my parrot back, though. He goes back to his place. 
They're like parrots, buzzards, and snakes. What the hell? Anything to get my parrot back. So he starts blowing that whistle out the window. He hops and pops and blows it. He can't hear anything, but he sure hopes it's working. Sure enough, after blowing it for five minutes, he opens his front door, and there's the parrot. Three buzzards. And seven personal injury lawyers. Johnny Avocado. Lino Griezmanelli. You found him. It's the Griezmann Show. 98.5 KOME. Uh, hi, it's Grease. Oh, uh, Steve calling from New Jersey. I just turned 21. Yeah, hey, bravo lingus. And I'm trying to think. I'm thinking of buying myself a piece. You're buying yourself a piece, huh? Uh, this is my first time, because I was now legal to do that, and I'm wondering, what could you recommend for a first-time piece buyer? A uh, first-time piece buyer? What, do you bought a handgun, huh? Yeah. Well, I, but you can't go wrong uh, learning the rudiments of firearm safety with a good old-fashioned revolver. Okay. So I'd get to get a three fifty seven revolver. You can shoot thirty uh, eights in it when you practice. You can load it up with that powerful three fifty seven cartridge when you mean business. Mm -hmm. I say uh, that way you can learn the, learn the rudiments. Yeah, it sounds like a lot to learn. Oh, no, there's not that much to learn. Just remember, they don't point it at anything you don't intend to shoot. No, just targets right now. Yeah, well, so you be... got to practice first. And then what are you going to do? And then, um, well. Right now, it's just target practice. I have a friend who, uh... Well, that's all you did. Uh, target practice, right? I mean, you'll keep it handy. God forbid civilization breaks down. You'll have a little something there to uh, help you through the dark ages. Of course. Right. But, uh, all right, we'll practice hard. And then, I'll uh... Try. And you might want to try a trapper skeet range and do a little uh, shotgun shooting, too. That's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah? Yeah. When it's like polling, you know, Exactly. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Okay, great. Because you'll get bored just shooting at paper targets after a while. Okay. Good luck. All right, thanks a lot, Grease. My pleasure. Hi, it's Grease. How you doing? Hey, Grease, man. How's it going, bud? Very well. Hey, listen, man. I'm in college, and I'm just, we're all just hanging out. We're eating to go to a big frat party, and we're all wondering here if uh, you were, you know, ever in a fraternity or anything like that. No, God. Uh, well, I was a member of I Felt a Thigh for a while, but... Uh, uh, oh, yeah? Is that national? Oh, yeah. It's a national uh, kind of spicy conglomerate is what it was. Uh, yeah, one thing about being in a fraternity. Oh, God. You should have seen what it attracted to. We had this one woman that used to show up that just had this penchant for college guys, and she was in her 50s. A lot of the guys were reluctant to put the stones to her. I said, hey, an old lemon may not give as much juice, but it still feels good when you squeeze. So I took her out, sure. Turned out to be a nice person. She spilled her guts to me, as most people do. We're sitting there, knocking back a couple of bone drives, and she told me that she'd always had this pension for younger men. Haven't had too much sun as a young girl. Her skin had lost some of its spring. So when she married her second husband, she asked a doc for a facelift. That marriage didn't make it. Her third husband came along. She asked the doc for a facelift. This kept going on. Finally, when she divorced her first husband... He went back to see the doc. He said, that's it, man. I, I have given you four facelifts already. She said, just one more, please. I said, I want to get him more. One more. I'm just getting divorced again. I want to look my best. I got to get a man. And the doc said, well, you know, four facelifts is one thing, but five? I said, it's not a medically sound practice. She said, please, I'm paying you. I'm asking you. He said, well, all right. He went ahead with the fifth facelift. 
In the aftermath, when he undid the Schwab bandages, she walked over and looked at her face in the mirror. She said, yeah, looks looks good. What's this dimple on my chin you put here? He said, that dimple is your navel. Let me give you a word of warning. You ask me to give you another facelift, and you'll be shaving. The Grease Man Show. It's Johnny Balke. And this is unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. From the tribute to Jimi Hendrix CD, this is clapped and doing stone free on 98.5 KOME. Right. What, what's in Colorado? Uh, not much except her family. Oh, God. No other, no other uh, attractions for me. Well, you met her in Colorado and then moved her here? No, I met her here. And they moved to Colorado. Yeah, her family lived with us or near us, not with us, but yeah, you know, same locale. And uh, they just decided there's better pastures for them. And now, all of a sudden, I got this pressure. We had a great relationship, but it's just putting a lot of strain on it. What kind of work you do? I'm a in finance. Yeah, well, can you do that kind of work in Colorado? Yeah, but I've. Uh, got a lot of things going for me here. I started this little company, and it's doing real good. Yeah? You got kids? Yeah. Yeah, bogus. <laughs> so it'd be a major sacrifice. How old are you? I'm 32. Well, still young enough to start a new family when she takes that one to Colorado. What does your wife do? Well, right now she's a, she's a professional person, you know, like myself, but mm -hmm. now she's just at home raising kids. Yeah, I got you. Where, where is she now? She's back visiting a family in Colorado. And here you are alone with a bottle in your hand. You got it. A bottle. Ah, screaming, I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. <laughs> you pouring drinks, huh? <laughs> she's, she's thinking single and you're drinking doubles. That's the thing. That, that's, why, that's why men go crazy, sir. I understand that. How long are you married to the woman? Five years. Five years. How many kids, two? Two little kids. And she's probably got them out in Colorado, too, doesn't she? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm completely a free man this week. There's your, there's your family. Your in-laws beating on her right now. When are you going to move on out here? <laughs> I mean, you've created a life here. The, the kids have their life here. You don't want to be up to your tochas and snow every winter? No, hell no. You like it here in the sunshine? I would. Got your contacts. You've worked hard to establish yourself. And just when you think maybe you could lay back and enjoy a little bit of what you've created, she says she wants to move to Colorado. Not because it's a business opportunity. <laughs> no, there's nobody waiting there to offer you $100,000 a year if you go to Colorado. Oh, no, it's so she can be closer to mommy and daddy. You actually were glad when they moved to Colorado because you didn't have to put up with those annoying Sunday dinners. Every time you turned around, it was somebody's birthday. Every time you had to be at another damn function with a smile on your face, they moved to Colorado. You would think it's sing hallelujah, hallelujah. Send the wife out there to visit her Mary now and then, enjoy a couple of weeks by myself in peace and quiet, and now she throws you this curveball. Right? Right. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't move. You have uncommon vision. Huh? You have uncommon vision. I know what you're thinking. I've been through the hell. <laughs> I've been divorced once. Well, I don't want to do that. Well... I got too much invested in the relationship. We really get along great. It's just this. Well, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you something that took me a whole lifetime to learn. Nobody ever abandons you 
if they secretly think you might be happier with them gone. You see, sir, your wife will only leave you if she thinks she'll go berserk. Oh, God, don't leave me. <laughs> now, what you need to say finally is, look, I've thought about this. Have you decided that you got to move to Colorado? Go. Go. I'll sign whatever papers that need to be done. I love our children. I don't want to see them arguing, uh, see, see us arguing about this any further. Take them and be done with it. I'll, I'll handle my responsibilities as a father. The checks will come in time. Frankly, I was thinking about starting a new life. After all, I'm only 32 and I'm making some pretty good money now, so the kids would be kind of a drawback. I'll enjoy my 18-year-old girlfriend and the warm California sun. Good luck out there in Colorado. You might meet some lumberjack or something that'll eventually take care of a bloated woman with two children and a ready-made family. I wish you well. And uh, I'll see the kids on holidays. Be nice. Thank God I don't have them all the time, because I take those weekend jaunts down to Tijuana. It'd be a pain in the ass to have the kids, so you good luck. My best to your parents. I would never deny anybody the right to follow their dreams, so farewell. And walk out. And she'll sit there and think about, what am I going to do? I'm going to move to, I'm leaving my husband to move to Colorado. I got two kids. Yes, I was a former professional person, but what am I going to do? Ferry the kids away from the daycare center? Bring them back home again? Uh, live with my parents at 30 years of age? My husband, I can't believe it. He's, he's going to let me go. Uh, uh, I love you, John. <laughs> I can never leave you. <laughs> That's when you see on your knees and tell me that. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I know what I'm thinking, baby. Get me a beer. I think this is one of those times when you got to take charge, buddy. Are you with me? I'm with you. Thank you. You're gonna have to go for the what the, what we call in the psychiatric business the whole enchilada. See what I'm saying? She's going. She's made it up in her mind. She's going. They're hitting at her there. She's this week in Colorado. They're hammering at her. She's going whether you go, like it or not. So the question is, do you pack up everything and go? You'll always resent her. You'll sit there with seething hatred. If she goes and you go, like it or not, one day you'll get a divorce. Anyway, she might as well stay where you are. Makes the divorce easier. I like it. You know, if you go to Colorado and you end up fighting for six months, now you're in Colorado. You don't have any of your contacts, you don't know your way around, and you're freezing your tokas on top of everything else. At least you're going to get a divorce, get it here in L.A. At least you're warm when you're crying, you know? <laughs> Sit there on the beach, and just when you think it's all over, that lifeguard will walk up to you and say, I'm sorry, sir. No glass containers on the beach. By the way, my name is Bambi. Can I give you a snarling? I saw you looked a little upset. And as you sit there in the warm sand with your head lolling against a rock, of course, Bambi, she's doing her thing. You'll be thinking, what wife? What kids? Huh? Your little portable phone. Hello, Joe. Yeah, we just sold another account. Great. Back at the office later. What's that, some static on the line? Nice, Bambi. Call you back later. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, Joe, says something else. Uh, 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 uh. Joe, what the hell's going on? It's the surf. It's a big surf we got today. All right. You, you, you still there? I'm here. You're not crying or anything, are you? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Because this happens in a lot of marriages. 
I'd say if you wanted to go, that's one thing, but being dragged against your will by her need to be under Mama's skirts is a bad thing. Okay. She can, they make airplanes, for God's sakes. She's not working right now. She's taking care of the kids. Here's the compromise you offer. I'm only kidding. I guess you probably shouldn't be too brutal, but you say, look, here's the deal. We're staying here, but uh, a big part of our future is going to be plane tickets going back. Whenever you want, I say a week, a month, you fly out to Colorado, see the folks. That's as far as you've been. If that's not good enough, then it's get out! You see what I'm saying? If she won't go for that, that's when you walk over and get that picture the two of you there you took on your wedding day. You say, all right. Well, from this day forward, you break it on the end of the coffee table. Get out! You're the reason our kids are ugly anyway. Now, get out! All right? Okay. Can you do it? Do it. All right. All right. Thanks, Teresa. I appreciate your counseling. That's great. All right. I hope it works out. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Good luck. <laughs> Only wish I could have counseled myself. But I was married to a star. Yeah, oh, we uh, we sought counseling. I... Wait a minute, why am I crying? The other guy's wife is leaving him. I'm happy. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? It's just that when, when Estelle and I were breaking up, uh, she confessed to me a, a need for other men. A hungry need, a need. She told me that in the last three years of our marriage, she hadn't thought about me once when we were making love. I was the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, butcher, beggar man, thief. Anybody but me. I was just a surrogate butch. Really? Suggested she see a psychiatrist just to see if this was right. And, and then I thought, well, maybe that's a little heavy step.